0: At first, I was a Catholic girl. Loved the mass, I watched the swirl of smoke from candles burning while Mary looked up, yawning.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're recording this on Sunday morning, January 2nd, 2022. I'm Larry Rhodes, or a daughter five. And we, as usual, we have our co-host on the line with us. Hello, Wombat. Hello, and welcome to 2022. I'm happy. Yep. Yep. Another whole year to, to get to, on the better side of, I'll put it that way. I know, right? Yeah, our guests today are George from Buffalo. He's going to be joining us here shortly. Boudreaux from Kentucky, hello and welcome. Uh, we got Red Pirate Higgs, the ah. John Richards, and uh, George Brown, two and a half uh, from Brooklyn, is uh, out sick, and he will be out for a couple of three weeks. We wish him the best and hope he'll feel better soon and come back with us in here maybe next month. Um, Digital Free Thought Radio Hour is a talk radio show about atheism, free thought, rational thought, humanism, and the sciences. And conversely, we'll also talk about religion, religious faiths, gods, holy books, and superstition. And if you get the only, the feeling that you're the only non-believer in town, well, you're just not. In Knoxville, we have a group of over a thousand of us. I uh, will tell you more about that particular group, but look for a group in your town. You never know; you might find one uh wombat what are we going to be talking about today what's our topic
2: today we're talking about things that are not my problem and why
1: <laughs> we make it so easy to ignore the plight of other people yeah.
2: and specifically what do we even mean by the other
1: yeah. right but that reminds we get- me of what um, uh that hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy he says uh, uh um we don't want them to watch us uh, or you see what we're doing. So I'm going to put a spell on them. It's not my problem <laughs> spell. Yeah. So when they look at us, they think, that's not my problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. i Actually, I had a fun time reading through those books. But yeah, those are uh, great. Before, We got a lot of topics to go over today. But before we go into the meat and potatoes, we'll throw it up on Dread Pirate Hicks for our weekly vacation. All right.
3: Our noodly Lord, who art in a colander, i Dante be thy noodles, thy blood be rum. Thy sauce be yum with meat as it is with vegetables. Give us this day our garlic bread. And forgive us our cussing as we forgive those who cuss against us. And lead us not into quitoism, but deliver us some carbs. For thine are the noodles and the sauces and the grog whenever whenever. and (laughs) ever.
2: Guys, it's been a really great uh, start to the year for me, at least. Um, I feel so more relaxed after a year of not paying attention to cable news. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> My stress is just so much lower than it used to be. And it's not so much stress where it was like, Hey, I'm ignoring cable news. Cause I don't know what crazy stuff the president's saying. And I don't want to, I-, I know he's saying crazy stuff, but I'm just not paying attention to it. Now. I know he's not. I now I know we have a president that's just boring as hell and not saying anything <laughs> crazy whatsoever. And I can, gladly ignore it and come back like a year later and be like, anything crazy said no, it was everything's normal. I'm like, Oh, f- after four <laughs> years and potentially eight of right. having to have to deal with that, yeah. it's just so nice to be able to like, yeah. I don't, have to, I don't yeah. have to pay attention to White House. Yeah. It's, all, yeah.
1: it's all good. It's four years yeah. of having a good. loose cannon on the sh- deck of a ship. <laughs> that stuff is not my problem, <laughs> but we can go into
2: more bases. Uh, Boudreaux, looking forward to the start of the new year. Anything that uh, you want to uh, mention since you're a family man and how'd you spend the, uh, the ball drop?
4: Uh, well I, I as as with most recent years uh I'm usually in bed before midnight night anyway
0: save here I'm, uh,
4: yeah i I'm, I'm too lame uh, but I, I will say over the break um the the, the family and uh, uh, we made a uh, point to watch all of the tom holland spider-mans because uh oh like, we hadn't watched homecoming and um and uh, far from home and and then yesterday we went to the theaters and saw the, the newest one it was fantastic I really enjoyed it
2: um, yeah, I I got to be honest with you, I liked it too. I liked it more than the uh, the second one, but I still love the homecoming. Probably the my yeah. most favorite one. Oh, really? So like, yeah. it was a spectacle. the The latest movie, and there might be spoilers, but like, yeah. it was it was just a spectacle seeing what I was seeing. I was just like, yes. I I would never have believed I would have seen this in a movie. It was, it was well done. I, I left more excited than I came in. So mm. I, you know, it was, I rarely have those kinds of me feelings. Uh, George. From all the way from Buffalo. How's yeah. your start to the new year? And anything of, of highlights that you want to bring up?
5: Um no, not really. Uh not <laughs> terribly exciting, but we had a we had good family activities. Uh but beyond that didn't do much. Went one ice skating with my granddaughter. That was Hey,
2: that's awesome. Me. That's awesome. Yeah. Is it cold or did you go to a rink? To a rink. Ah, okay, okay. Not bad. Well, hey, you know, keep it up, family time. You know, when I was a kid, birthdays were awesome until I crossed 30. And I was just like, I know what this is. I, I've, I've done 30 of these already. Come on. Just, just keep them going. Just keep them going, guys. <laughs> John Richards, start to the new year. Resolutions. Anything like that you want to talk about?
6: Well, there's a number of things. Since we had this preamble before we started transmitting, I, um, I, I didn't think of these things. And I've thought of three of them since then. Go for it. Go for it. But, but um Uh, just a quick update. We had a great Christmas. I spent most of it trying to get over my latest bout of COVID, which I finally finally escaped from it. More or less. I'm pretty much back to normal.
2: So is this the Uh, second time you've gotten it?
6: Yeah. 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 Mm. It's very popular. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately,
2: come back tour. It's always great.
6: Anyway, I wanted to tell you about, because I do a lot of amusement on, the social media sites, and so uh, I, we were we were chatting about um the new year, mm. and I and, and they were talking about it being I don't know twenty twenty two A D, and I pointed out <laughs> that we don't use that anymore. You right. Know, right. It, this is a theist uh, Facebook group that I'm in.
2: Sure, sure, right. sure, sure, sure. What and is the C S E now? Is that is
3: that the proper B-C-E. Yeah, before B- before common era. And yeah.
6: then C E for is equivalent for A D. And, and that that sparked off a big argument because they pointed out that we're still using the same date. So it's still Jesus' <laughs> time. <laughs> so we had a lot of fun about that. And then I, I floated a a post which you mentioned Spider-Man. So mm. I, I, I put up there, what's the difference between Jesus and Spider-Man? You know, they, they both have mysterious origins and they, they both have uh, amazing locomotion skills and they do good works. So somebody else pointed out that we never see them both together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Makes
6: sense. So I've had a bit of fun on the Internet. I also ran into an atheist in your, in your great country. Okay, and, and he wants to start a, a group like this so interesting yeah i uh, i wow. suggest that he should apply to join the digital free thought radio hour uh, chat chat room we'll see what you happens. know
2: you bring up a weird moment in my post-grad life i was in a lab and there was a lady who was talking very excited about Bethlehem and Jerusalem and her trip to like Israel. And she was just, you know, when I looked from her, she was just like a normal looking white girl. So I was just like, you seem really excited about going there. Like, why are you so excited? And she's like, cause that's where Jesus was. <laughs> At that point, I was already an atheist. and I was just like, oh yeah, that's right. Like in my head, it did not The two bullet points didn't have a line across each other. And she saw that when I said, I was like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like, she's just like, you're one of them. <laughs> I remember that one. Anyway, uh, that was me. Uh Dredd, yeah. New Year's. Uh you I know you came back from the wilderness. You've been yes. kicking back cougars left and right. You've been That's a movie right. star shooting, <laughs> jumping out of planes. What's going on with you? How's the start of
3: the new year? Well, not too bad. I uh, I put myself on the scale this morning and I have nice. lost a total of forty pounds since <gasps> October fifth. Powerful, powerful. I'm on the journey with you, my friend. And that, and that, uh, the ten days that I was uh, at the ranch there uh, it was a pound a day I was losing. Nine? Whoa, that's a lot. Well, it's minus, it's minus thirty-eight up there, right? Okay. So you know, working outside, you're, I mean, just to stay warm, you're, you're cooking at you know three thousand calories a day. Um, So if you're just eating your regular two thousand or twenty-five hundred. Um, it's it's not hard to to uh, have that weight just kind of melt away, as it were. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, it literally melts away. Like, yes. yep. Yeah, you turned
2: up here for a year. You want to come back? <laughs> we'll <would laughs> have a pile of clothes. John,
6: what, here,
2: what, what what have, John have, what's up?
6: Uh, what we have here is a new slimming technique. Go and live in a freezer. <laughs>
5: That's right, <laughs> George. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Did, did your body bit uh, budget adjust? That is to say, did you have the same extent of hunger? Uh, yeah, no, I,
3: I pretty much kept to the same routine. I ate lots of eggs because uh, um, those were all supplied. Uh, so farm, farm fresh uh, eggs off the ranch. Uh, they also provided uh, uh, beef, pork, and chicken. And uh, they actually cooked us a goose dinner, the first I've oh. ever had for Christmas. Yeah. They, they cooked us a, a nice goose. Um, so yeah, it was all around pretty good,
5: but but you felt you were taking in the same number of calories or not?
3: I Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. So yeah. that's a dramatic increase to your workload to still, you know, burn that off with the same yeah. number of calories. That's, yeah. that's an, but I never,
3: workload. I never felt hungry, you know? Yeah. You know, I take the little snack bars, you know, granola bars and stuff with me. Uh, nice. much of the time I, I spent in a, a side-by-side, a gator, um, doing patrols, uh, okay. So and it was heated, so it wasn't like I was, you know, in minus thirty eight all the time. But certainly, it was a lot more activity than now. Around, I got the weirdest sitting questions. around uh, doing a radio show. You know? <laughs> if this is
2: <laughs> feel free, if you can't, if you can't answer this, that's fine. But like, what is the biggest threat? on a movie set that you're guarding against is it like paparazzi or crazy fans that might show up or like actual no
3: there's with cameras uh, no cameras? so th- this wasn't a, a film related one this this was a different thing um, a family right yeah with a relatives. family yes exactly family with relatives and you know sort of the discord that's going on <laughs> Amongst them, because they're so freaking wealthy. Um, And it's, uh, you know, I mean, it just demonstrates that at that level, it's a curse to be rich. You know what I mean? Because everyone wants what you have. And, uh, you know, talk about porch pirates, man. Holy crap. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. 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 You know, I I can't imagine how rich. So, like, Will Smith's son, Jaden Smith was lamenting about how he can't just walk into a Walmart and get like a, like a PlayStation, if you want right. a PlayStation, like he would have to have to pay someone to do it for him. And he's just like, at a certain point, there's just so many numbers in your bank account that you can't do things anymore. And it's yeah, just like, yeah. I wish yeah. I could just like, that's why a lot of people just like trucking just live in Australia and just pretend I'm like hey, Andrew Dave Chappelle is like, no, I, I'm one of you guys. It's like, yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, one of us. Crikey crikey that's me i was always here (laughs) like the black scotsman that's who i am uh larry uh left to check in on you how has what's your hopes for the new year
1: well that is better than the last two anyway nowhere to go but up pretty pretty well dread i know where at least some of those pounds went (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i did gain a few pounds over the christmas but uh, hopefully they'll, they'll go away only a few um well i got a i've been wanting to play i'm a gamer been a gamer forever i've been wanting to play uh, virtual reality games forever and nice. i finally gave myself an oculus quest for christmas sweet, sweet And old. i got half life alex and i've been spending a lot of time in the virtual reality and I highly recommend it to everybody. If you if you wanted me to, I could go on the rest of the show about how great it is. So I but do want to ask this, yeah,
2: like how's that was your first VR game, Half Life, Alex? You no, my like first one. First? Uh, I, I,
1: I had to work out how to how to play it on my computer because you got to load it on your computer, start it on <laughs> your computer, and play it on your. Uh, and and I wanted to get into some game before that, and I went into uh, Resident Evil Four. Oh um, so I've got that on my computer too as well. Um, that was
2: your first experience in VR? Resident what? Evil? Well, that <laughs> is jumping straight into the fire. That is yeah. jumping straight into the fire. Yeah, Those are scary uh, games. So Ooh. a lot of people don't realize this, but horror games are a very popular genre. But it's one thing to play a horror game where it's in front of your screen and you know you're a person sitting in your living room with a control in your hands and you can feel mm. the couch beneath you. Yeah. It's an entirely different experience when the guy with the chainsaw standing behind you
1: and you turn around and he's like, yeah, I'm here. And yeah. <laughs> you're like, and no. the, big, the big reveal for me was they're as big as I am. <laughs> i'm six yeah. foot two i'm in the yeah, game there. i turn around there's this guy and he's <laughs> there in the room i'm there with him he's as tall as them. And he's got a chainsaw no it's 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 something else it uh, it horror. The yeah. horror.
2: it's organs horror would never in be the something to first uh, time i have a lot of respect for you later boudreau what's
3: up
4: i i just i i i'm i'm blown away because I, we played my wife and i played uh resident evil in early 2000, when it came out, on a yeah. on a really tiny, well, probably big CRT for the time, Same. and and I mean, I remember playing that game with the lights on and both of us sitting there with the controller, and I mean, I was I was thrown out of my seat and dogs were jumping out of, <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, it's it's frightening, and I,
3: I can't imagine what it's like in VR. Yeah. What, what's an yeah. Oculus worth? Like how much did it cost? It's like well, 300 right it. now. Yeah, let's start at 300. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah. yeah, it really isn't too bad. The only issue yeah. is uh, if you are anti-Facebook, there was a period of time where you had to have a Facebook account to use the Oculus Rift. Now they took that away because there was enough consumer complaints. So there's really no excuse. And I say support VR, mm. try it out. Some of my favorite games, there's a game called Dance Central uh, for VR. And it's one thing to dance with a character on your screen. And it's another thing to be in a club surrounded by people cheering you on and there's like a coach dancer right in front of you and you're like just <laughs> making her or his moves and it's like there's eye contact and you're like whoa this is really bizarre and they may like get a little too close to you and you're like oh you're a little too close to me i'm gonna back up and it's so bizarre wow. uh, one I thing this. i wanted to say about <laughs>
1: a scary game um half-life uh, alex much more scary than oh yeah than, than um way more then uh, the other one i can't remember who, who was the, well, um, the
6: resident the evil well
1: resident evil resident evil right
6: the scariest uh, thing i've watched was this morning with my daughter when we watched encanto ooh that's not a scary movie though right <laughs> well what was scary about it was the the quality of the the reality you know
0: <clears throat> ah, it,
6: right it's, it's moved on enormously right. from, the day, from the days of Yogi Bear. <laughs>
2: you know <laughs> what? You, you touched on something very good because way back when, when it was just Toy Story and everything was plastic toys, I could accept that. But then around Ratatouille, when they like yeah. had the furry mice yes. on a person's yes. head cooking food, you're like, yes. no. My brain's like, no, I don't want that. That's, that, <laughs> that actually kind of grosses me out a little bit. Because yeah. They look too real. They don't yeah. look like little yeah. puppets anymore. They look like real things. And that exactly. looks good. Holy Mm -hmm. crap. All right, guys, we're going to be talking today about uh, justification of abuse against the other and a bunch of other quick topics. I think we can knock out a couple before we go into the half of the show. So here's my thing. I tend to care about the things that I care about. Isn't that weird? (laughs) (laughs) And when bad things happen to the things that I don't care about, whether they are other groups of people or other groups of religions that I have no no awareness of or anything like that. I kind of comfortably allow that in my ignorance space because I know I can't care about everything and I would be inundated with nothing but worry and anxiety if I ever tried to. So I have to pick my battles and the ones that I bet pick on are like the, the singular topics in my life that I wake up to. And those are the ones that I keep track of. And so I will pay attention to them with such laser focus that I just don't care about you know, the abuse that happens to the other. But sometimes the abuse that happens to the other is so much more monumental and may even you know, trickle down to impact me. And so I know, for example, uh, it's not to jump into the biggest topics first, but like the Taliban taking over Afghanistan again, I have family that's in Pakistan and I worry about them. I don't want them to have to suffer that same thing because they have college education. They're female. And I don't want them to be their country be targeted next and then them lose opportunities that would be a huge thing that i'd be constantly worried about but it's easy enough in my day-to-day life to just ignore that that ever happened in the first place that i can take the suffering of an entire country or a populace of women from an entire country and just ignore it and it's scary how easy i can do it and i wonder do have any of you guys felt that it was easy for you to ignore abuse against other people and why why are we outfitted for that if possible um, I'm going to throw the question up to Dred. What do sure. you think?
3: Um, I, I, I actually I don't find it easy to kind of let it go. Um, I, and that's probably just a part of my nature, my personality, is that if I see, if I see what I think is wrong or or people being wronged, I come to their, their their defense, and it's just kind of like an automatic thing. And it doesn't matter what it is, and it doesn't matter who it is, and it doesn't matter you know, um, uh, what the odds are, you know, like, uh, um, yeah, if it's wrong, it's wrong from my point of view. And, uh, I got to get behind it. I mean, that's really the essence of why I'm a pastafarian, mm.
2: Uh, George.
5: Yeah. But, uh, a dread what, then how do you select who you uh, give aid to? What, what, uh, the starving people of which country do you prefer?
3: Uh, I guess that's a good question. Um, I I mean, I don't uh, give money to, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever the groups are that uh, try to support that. I think uh, a lot of the time, uh, most of the money is eaten up in administration so that for every dollar that uh, I might send to uh, one of these uh, causes, uh, 95 cents is eaten up in the administration of trying to deliver the program. So, um, I mean, if I could go there, I would, (laughs) you know, that'd be a different thing. Right. Yeah. But generally it's, uh, you know, what I can have, what I believe, um, I can offer that will uh, have an impact. So, you know, if it's a, if it's a cause for which I, I couldn't make a dent, then it's best in my own mind to uh, support those things that I can make a dent given whatever uh, um, talents or skills I might have to, to lend to it.
2: Before we, before we dig further into dreads POV, I would like to hear from um, everyone. I think, George, how would you, how would you tackle that question of like, do you find it easy to, to, to not necessarily ignore, but, bypass the plight of particularly others. So you can focus on current topics that you have.
5: I'm afraid. I'm afraid I'm I'm guilty of doing it automatically. I mean, you know, we're, we're bombarded with these obvious needs of, of people desperate to continue to survive. Hmm. And, um, I don't, I don't know how I handle it. We do contribute to some causes, but you can't contribute to them all. And I don't know how to handle the, uh, you know, the disparity, the uh, the choice. I, I I don't know how it happens. Well, one thing is my wife and I decide these things together. And mm. sometimes she has a sense for um, that. Um, for example, um, I, I worry about the plight of American Indians, particularly uh, the, the desert Indians that live so poorly. And, and I like to contribute to them with things like food baskets and stoves, you know, heating stoves and that sort of thing um but she doesn't so we have to compromise on that so hmm. that's my <laughs> that's that's the only method i know of
3: okay i see i see something in your back wall there it uh, looks like a Native of american um, yeah. art piece
5: yeah it's uh it's several things it's a uh, bow and arrow and a blowgun and then a a picture i sort of put that together myself uh cool but this i i like to go down to cherokee country and and uh visit them and that's where i got some of those things uh, and 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 those are weapons but they're weapons to stun animals which will later be clubbed to be eaten and prayed over so hmm. it's a little different than uh than you know military type weapons yeah
2: right right uh,
5: let's but, it, but it is a real dilemma you know who how, how do you pick your your charity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
2: think I think that's a good question and it's definitely something I'm going to touch back to because I, I definitely now see a spectrum between dread you and myself. And mm-hmm. I would love to see John Richards what how do you weigh on this? Is it is it, it's, it's is a, it something automatically
3: easy
6: for? you? I do. Yeah, it's a very difficult one, isn't it? Because hmm. no, very few individuals I'm I'm thinking of some of the multi-billionaires could have it in their power to actually solve some of these problems. The rest of us have to do what we can with our meagre resources. And I mm-hmm. subscribe to two charities. One is a cancer charity because my first wife died of cancer, and I subscribe to that ever since. And the other one is um, UNICEF, the Children's Fund for you know, Worldwide Part of the UN. Mm. <clears throat> so that's what I do, and and I, I can't do any anymore. That's sort of... A, limits my exposure, as it were, and appeases my conscience, because I do that every every month. But I wanted to talk about somebody else I met on the internet who has suffered from this abuse for 50 years by being in the Word of God sect. I don't know if you know, that's one of the prosperity gospel jobs. And this person... has been taught that everything comes from Jesus, so you don't need medication. And her friend, similarly indoctrinated, watched a cancer grow for three years, refused all offers of medical assistance and calling an ambulance and everything, and eventually died from it in, in a hospice. And the survivor has naturally got survivor's remorse because she's thinking... Had I, she's now an atheist, but she's thinking, had I got out of that abusive system 50 years ago, I might have been able to do more mm-hmm. and save this person who is no longer with us. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. When you look at religion as something that is a disease in its own right, and as an atheist, particularly one that advocates for critical thinking, you look at a world that's mm-hmm by person, uh, like innumerable billions and billions of people that desperately need what you feel like is your help. Right. And, and, and who, and who isn't dying from religion today? Like, has there any, has a day passed since in the last couple of millennia where someone hasn't died for some sort of religious <laughs> or right. obfuscation of medicine or some higher confidence in something that's not rational whatsoever. It's, Ooh. it's baffling. And I feel like I couldn't process the amount of help that's needed on a, on a on a day-to-day basis it it'll literally beyond me but um not to, not to tip my hat boudreaux do you feel like the plight of others is and i think we have like uh seven minutes before we get to the 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 bottom of the half but boudreaux do you feel like the plight of others particularly ones that aren't in your circle is something you automatically ignore or something that is easy for you to ignore or help me fill out that sentence
4: yeah So I, I uh, well Similar to others here, it, it's it's difficult for sure, but mm. I think it's also kind of sane a little bit to I mean, you could drive yourself crazy and not, not sure. sleep at night, and I mean because there's so much to worry about, and for good reason right. and and you know, since I haven't mentioned Sam Harris yet, uh, it's about time. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Nobody and, and <laughs> I, th- I think we talked about this last time I was on the show with 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 givewell.org and and trying to automate the way you give. So that you, John said he gives every month, any way you can automate that process. So you don't have to, you don't have to gear up all the, the passion to do it every month. You just, you decide you're going to give and and just automate it, set it up to where, you know, you just, you always give. And I think sitting down, you know, agreeing with, with a wife or a, a, a partner, whatever, whatever is like George is saying, you know, make those decisions, you know kind of clear headed and and ready and and then just kind of automate it that I think that that's maybe my way of of kind of combating this because uh, and and i i guess to 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 george's point i I know I want to give as much as I can to the best charities where that that charity per dollar figure is, is the best um mm. Kristen, on the other hand, my wife likes to give locally so that we can kind of see things happening and, and, yeah. and give, and I don't like that. I, I think a mixture of both is kind of where we've arrived. Um, you know, we like to give to NPR and we like to give to, um, I like to give to CFI, which is the um, center for inquiry, which kind of helps, uh, helps folks in Afghanistan escape. And wow. Mm-hmm.
2: That's well, so, yeah. yeah.
3: I, I think you know, I, I might've mentioned uh, Kiva last time, uh, I was on, which is the, uh, it gives uh, non-interest or no-interest loans to uh you know uh countries uh for startups and whatnot and uh pastafarians are actually ahead of the mormons in uh having uh, shots mormons having yeah exactly i i think it's over 4 million dollars uh, that pastafarians have uh Uh, given towards this uh, Kiva uh, no interest loan program. What they
2: get for spending all that money on their underwear, you know, they have to to get that special underwear. Larry, how do you feel about the subject and feel free to take us out after, after your response, but like the plight of others, do you find it easy to ignore? Do you find it difficult? Is it something automatically that you do or is it something
1: that you, well, of course it's, It's harder to ignore when you when you see it. and A lot of times society seems to tend to hide it from us so that we're not that aware of it. Um, but of course, when you do see it, you feel like you need to do something. Um, I have given myself, I've given through work, uh, but I'm with dread about the waste of money through the overhead of charities. Uh, however, there are good ones, Doctors Without Borders. Uh, I believe Red Cross is a good one. You see them actively working in the field on many disasters. Wow. Um, you can give back personally to to your society. I, I was a big brother, uh, big brothers, big sisters. Um, my younger, my little brother is now about 45 <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, uh, I still talk to him. I know where he lives, and we, we correspond through Facebook, so we haven't lost touch. Um, but the subject really is how easy it is to ignore or harm uh, the other, right. b- simply because they are the other. Maybe we can get into that in the second half. Sure. Um, but I'll go ahead and take us in the break. Uh, this is the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. We're on WOZO Radio, uh, one hundred three point nine LPFM here in Knoxville, Tennessee, and we'll be right back after this short break. How could one species turn into another?
0: How is it that we find ourselves surrounded by such complexity, such elegance? The genes of you and me, the genes of you, and they're all made of DNA. We're all made of the same chemical DNA. We're all made of DNA. We're all made of the same chemical. Only the fittest survive. And that was the key. Natural selection. The we are surrounded by endless forms most beautiful, most wonderful evolution, the greatest show on Earth there is grandeur in this view of life most beautiful, most wonderful evolution, the greatest show on Earth
1: Many branched trees. The five
0: kingdoms of life were established early on. Bacteria, protists, amoeba like trees, fungi, plants, and animals. We find ourselves perched on one tiny tree in the midst of a blossoming tree of life. Perched on one tiny tree. Of the midst of a, of a philosophy, philosophy, tree of life Only the fittest survive And that, that, the, key. that the key?
1: Natural selection
0: That, the key? We yeah. are surrounded by endless forms Most beautiful, most wonderful Evolution, the greatest show on earth There is grandeur in this field of life Most beautiful, most wonderful Evolution, the greatest show on earth surrounded by millions of other species. Walking, flying, burrowing, stalking, chasing,
1: fleeing, outpacing. Animals strive to reach this one ultimate goal, to ensure the survival of the next generation. This one ultimate goal, to pass on their genes. That is
0: what life is all about. Is all about. There is grandeur in this field, life first beautiful. As we look back on the history of life, we see a picture of never-ending, ever-rejuvenating novelty.
1: Those animals may seem to us to be very remote, strange, even fantastic, but all of us alive today owe our
6: very existence to them.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the second half of the Digital Freethought Radio Hour. I'm Douter 5, and we're on WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Let's talk about the Atheist Society of Knoxville for just a moment. ASK was founded in 2002. This means we're just starting on our 20th year. ASK has over 1,000 members, and we have weekly in-person meetings in Knoxville's old city at Barley's Tap Room and Pizzeria, downtown in Knoxville to look for us inside at the high top table. We're usually the loudest, happiest group there. We also have a virtual meeting every Tuesday evening. Uh, it's a Zoom meeting, and you can email us if you'd like to be a part of that. We'll send you an invitation. Send the email to askanatheist at knoxvilleatheist.org or letschatse at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us online at Facebook, Meetup.com, or org, or just Google Knoxville Atheist. It's just that simple. By the way, if you don't live in Knoxville, you should still go to Meetup and do a search for an atheist group in your town. Don't find one? Start, start one! On. Start right. on. Wombat, where do you want to pick up?
2: <clears throat> uh, touching off on the subjects of where we left off and the idea of abuse, though, so, John Richards, uh, would you like to start the convo?
6: Yeah, well... What we've we've done is he sort of morphed the topic into charity, and then the Mormons were mentioned, and I thought you might like this news item because the richest man in Utah has just submitted his resignation to the Mormon Church, claiming it is actively and currently doing harm in the world. Mm, like most churches, <laughs> no, most religions, yeah. yes, every He's, religion. I wonder
2: what his severance package was.
6: He's he's, actually he's got five billion pounds, apparently, but he's written them a letter which has been leaked to the public. And it says, I believe the morning the Mormon church has hindered global global progress in women's rights, civil rights and racial equality and LGBTQ plus rights.
2: And before we jump in as atheists, it's like, yeah, that's true. It's like, hey, basically, most religions are there. Like <laughs> yeah, most religions it's not right just there. Mormonism. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. That's every
3: Mormonism. single religion in the oh. world.
6: Uh, well, he he was a yeah. keen Mormon, you see, so he's focused on them. And he the says, Good
2: on him for getting out of the bad club yeah. and bad He's and left
6: and the members. he's left the church and he says his former faith should be doing more to help the world and its members with its wealth. Instead mm. I think the church has exploited its members and their need for hope to to build temples, shopping malls, cattle ranches, fund investment funds and own mortgage-backed society uh, securities rather than alleviating human suffering in or out of the church. Now, that's that's a good transformation, isn't it? And it it makes me think, because unfortunately, a lot of society misvalues things. You know, we will pay a lot of money for fripperies, you know, like entertainment and mm-hmm. entertainers, and and not enough for necessities, for real needs. Um, so it's misspent money very much.
2: What I would say, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in your topic with the the misuse of money, and then along with Dread Pirates, you know, points where it's like, hey, if there's a problem somewhere, I want to solve it. I feel like, I feel the same tenor of dissatisfaction with the way how big corporations, big charities misuse their money in terms of like actually helping those in need, especially religion, which is essentially just selling false hope. Like the main problem is the thing that you're selling, not the things that you tell on top of that. But also there's there's a very appealing point that George and Boudreaux and Larry are bringing up and that there's so much stuff in the world that I could not possibly put them all on my radar at once. And one of the most troubling things that someone with empathy has to do is decide where to focus their attention, knowing yeah. that some things are going to be in the blind spots uh, just out of necessity or else everyone would be penniless and, and tired and losing a pound a day because they would be working so hard. Um, I will say this and then we'll get to dread. Um, my, my points are, I think while money has its obvious values, um, there are a lot of other things that we can contribute that do have like a one-to-one offering. One big one is blood. If there's a blood drive near you, and if you can get to it, it's a fantastic thing to give because it does help people. And it's not the sort of thing that someone puts in their back pocket and uses to buy a Mercedes with or something like that. It, it's going to go to a good place or it's going to be used for good reasons. Either separating plasma, getting more data out, or at least having a backlog or storage in the event that something does bad happen, they can, they can quickly use it. The second thing would be your time. And so I volunteer at an animal shelter, and I find that it's a lot easy for me to know that I can't help every single dog in that shelter or all the shelters in my town. There's multiple in our city. But if I take, you know, two hours out of my day and I'm inclined to do that, maybe there's someone else in this world or someone else in the city who will also do the same thing, too. And I can foster that sort of collective attitude by me doing it that enough people will be able to help take care of the dogs that are in kennels and the, and give attention to the cats, my time and my money and my blood are like the three things that I can give. But if you have any, if you have qualms about the money, think about your blood that you got, think right. about your time. Cause there's so many other things you can do with that time mm-hmm. other than just one dogs. Mm-hmm. Dread, what's up?
3: Um, well, I was, uh, I, I mentioned earlier, I, uh, listened to a uh, uh, skeptic guide to the universe. It's a, a podcast with, uh, Dr. Stephen Novella and Klan. Um, but uh, one, of the, one of the subjects was about uh, uh, the COVID vaccine. Ooh. And that for, I guess a number had been put to it, that for $57 billion, everyone can be vaccinated who wanted want to be vaccinated. Um, currently, the world uh, is about 54% vaccinated, which of course is a, a, a long way from herd immunity uh, globally. But, um, you know, you think about Bezos and uh, Elon Musk and and all these billionaires that uh, that, you know, with a a bat of the eye could easily help support a fund that would go towards, you know, vaccinating uh, people around the world. And that's certainly a worthwhile cause that uh, I would throw some money at. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. I totally hear you.
2: Um,
6: the, former, the former boss of Microsoft is doing quite a good job. Right. That. Is he?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not only that, but how do I put this? It's not the famous billionaires that I have a problem with because they tend to be under so much scrutiny that they do actually have a very good uh, presence in a number of different communities and startups mm-hmm. and charities. It's the nameless billionaires that are like the ones who gave George Lucas $2 million or $2 billion. It's like, we want Star Wars. <laughs> don't ask us what our names are. The people who own the Marvel movies, like, there's like these four people who own Marvel that nobody knows the names for. Who like are son and Ken- Kevin Feige's checks and just like who are these people? It's like they paid money so that we don't say their names. It's like oh, those are the scary guys. Like okay. those are the ones that I'd love to see more involved in charity. But who knows who they are, right? right. In, but like case, Elon Musk is the Joe's Bezos. Like those guys, they they offer so much in logistics and, and community. In life. that
6: case. In that case, I'll give a name check to Bill Gates because I didn't mention him before. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Bill Gates is also one of the like most charitable. the, the Melinda Bill Gates Foundation. The oh yeah, yeah. Golden Rice. Like one of the most. Golden Rice. Yeah, yeah, like, yep. yeah. Uh, Boudreaux, I'd like to throw a question out at you. Um, so, is it possible? And let me to throw this out. Is it possible to actually care? very much about the plight of a person but not do any sort of activity to stop it uh in the in the same in the same place like could you like man i feel really bad about injustice and yes i know they're being like north korea i know that i know they're in a terrible situation but i can't do anything about it end of the story i got other stuff to deal about like can you have those two mind states and activity states hand in hand yeah or is there an illogical irrational thing going on there Again, I, th-
4: I think it comes down to, to, to sanity. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, I would fear if I, if I went down that path. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things. When, where do you stop? Where do you stop right. caring? Yeah. You, um, y- yeah. And, and, and I, I think the other thing that's important too is, is to break away from this idea of anonymity. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. like giving, giving anonymously is not helpful. Take credit for it because if you take credit mm-hmm. for it, other people are going to see you do that, and I they're like going to they're going to want to do it too. And 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 I mean that's the one thing where you you really should be proud to <laughs> proud to brag about. Yeah, proud yeah. To I love about. that idea.
2: Um, they, yeah. they
3: call that they call that reciprocal altruism. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah i Josh, Sam
2: Harris fan over here. Look at this guy.
3: <laughs> it's like when pacifarians
2: donate, and they're like, "Pacifarians do the most." It's like maybe That's that right. will Absolutely. inspire the Mormons to pick it up. And next, you know, we have a competition where the yeah. only good thing that happens is yeah. the yeah. people who need get more. That's right. It, it it's the tide. It.
3: It. It's the tide that lifts everyone's boat. Right.
2: I love it. Little competitive <laughs> altruism. I love that. I love it. I love it. George, <laughs> I got a question for you. So it's a biology question about caring for the strife of others you know, spiders, they got to eat bugs and I feel bad about those bugs, but I also feel bad about starving spiders. Like, it seems like there's not a way for me to care about everything because some things are going to need to be sacrificed in the process of, you know, existence. Like I, I, if I became a vegan, I'm going to be eating plants and I feel bad for the plants. I wonder if plants had feelings. They probably, I don't want to be eating either. Like, where is it? Is it reasonable to draw lines of, well, I'm not going to care about this or I care about it, but I'm still doing it anyway, even though I know it's causing some degree of harm because I need to survive as well. Like, do you, well, it's okay to draw lines this, like that.
5: Well, uh, if, if you want to talk in a biological sense, yeah, you can't fight evolution. You can't fight survival of the fittest. So mm. it makes those things really unreasonable to talk about.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, and I would go a step further and say, uh, these are things uh, based on the questions of morals, right? It's not a question of biology, because we all have to live, we all have to eat, we all have to die. Um, uh, And that's, you know, you can't change that. But when it comes to the human condition Mm -hmm. and a moral, you know, standpoint, um, those are are things that we can, you know, sort of... uh, do something about you know i i think about justice if something is unjust that's what i will uh, spend my time trying to uh, to help with but like you know, unjust on a moral ground that deals yeah, with the human condition that's correct. but not yeah. like i'm not going
2: to talk about like what blade of grass am i going to step on when i walk outside like right. that's that's not something i can care about i have to focus on these bigger topics and maybe they have a better impact
3: if i focus oh. on these
5: the, the, the two can cross over you shouldn't step on the spider
6: yeah right or, and, and, you sh- and you shouldn't kick puppies you know depending
5: um, on what the spider is
2: and if it's in my house or not john richards what's
6: up? i'm a speciesist okay i, I, okay. I think we should i think we should respect all the other life forms sure, and do our best to look after them but i still think that humans come first they're top yeah in, in yeah. My, my view
3: there's a but, hierarchy of needs right
6: yeah. don't don't you find it easier to like the hairy spiders? After all, they're more furry than the bald ones, aren't they? So the word is
3: glabrous. <laughs> um, like the <laughs> yes. black widow is glabrous; glabrous? It has no hair. <laughs> glabrous? Say that glabrous. 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 G L A
2: B R O U S. Glabrous. Glabrous. Larry, you're shaking your head. What's going on here?
5: It well. means basically hairy, and, it, and of course, in the plant world, most plants have hairs. Yes. Uh, or combs, as they're called. Yep. And so, yeah.
1: Okay. I don't like the but, spiders but, no. that are her, her sweet, her suit.
2: So, <laughs> so Larry has been playing a lot of half-life. He doesn't want to see another head crab again. Uh-uh. He doesn't want to see another giant spider. <laughs> mm-hmm. Larry, I do have a question for you. So like uh-huh. the, the idea uh-huh. that we could ignore the problems of the others. So like, obviously, you know, as atheists, we can look at religion and be like, wow, you know, you are mm. subjugating people, you're misinforming people and it's causing actual harm. Um, Now, I'm going to throw this out in a weird way, but, like, religion isn't the only thing that's separating people in the world. We have, like, economic barriers. We have racial barriers. And I'm just wondering, like, as an atheist, why are you dedicating all this time to one thing when you couldn't be dedicating it to all these other problems that are separating humanity? Like... You are well, picking one over the other.
1: I mean, other? you can you can spread your efforts around so much that none of the efforts in any particular direction are doing yeah. any good. So right. yeah, you have you have to pick your battles, pick your wars, and uh, and your causes, and and do what you you know where your passion takes you. I guess. Uh, <laughs> so I think that uh, looking at everything, uh, religion has caused. I mean so much damage and harm and continues to do for thousands of years and 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 now even that it's something that i have chosen to uh to shine light on if nothing else uh simply in, illuminate the harm that religion does yeah and um, it's totally man made it is it's something that it, that was going to be my point. Yeah,
5: Oh
2: yeah.
6: dang
5: it
2: just making like <laughs> all right, go for it, go for it, go for it. It, it.
6: Well, it's very simple for me. All the other things are real, you know? Well, there's real disease, <laughs> there's real drought, there's real starvation, but religion isn't.
3: Right.
2: Mm-hmm. It's the one thing we literally could get rid of.
6: Yes, at,
1: yes. Like, Overnight, in, if we at wanted. tomorrow to. we'd
2: be yeah. like, yeah. okay, yeah. now what's the next thing that we got? <clears> oh, <throat> that's a complicated problem. All <clears> right, all <throat> right. Well, now that we're not paying money to this, we can actually fix this. <clears throat> <in> this. I, <throat> I can totally hear that. It seems like the e- eating, <clears throat> despite the fact that it's just ingrained, it is the least necessary and yet most one of the most harmful you yes. know, causes of separation of humanity.
5: It, do, do we dare, do we dare uh, consider climate change here? Uh, oh, so yeah. Let it, me tell you something.
2: Uh, I, while I am fully proponent of climate change, and this is probably a little bit more off topic, but I also feel like we have an overpopulation problem hidden as a climate mm-hmm. change problem. And I think a lot of the things that we're doing. Well,
1: nature will take care of that.
2: Yeah, yeah, essentially, <laughs> like the world isn't going anywhere, it's us.
1: Oh, when that
2: happens, it's like, oh, climate change's gone away, and humanity is gone with what it. they used to yeah. be. And
1: 90% um, of the species, Earth is going through a fever right now, and yeah. it's gonna yeah. figure it out. But, but it's Joe, gone what's... through them before, and it, it came through fine. The Earth is still here, <laughs> the species <laughs> a, die off. Yeah. yeah, 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 it's just a uh.
4: Boudreau, what's up with you so i had I had a, a a point on a earlier topic, but then the the idea of of eliminating all religion came up and i'd I'd love to see if someone could do the math and I know religions do do good they they generate money and they feed feed the hungry and don't me wrong i'm not, I'm not gonna pretend like they do zero good, but if you sold every church, all the property, all the land, all the stuff the jets, everything he took, sold everything that was part of religion and used that money to help. How much good could you do? Um, uh, but <clears throat> that, that brings me to my other point though, because there's another top piece that we didn't point out here and, and dreads going to call me out on Sam Harrisism again, but <laughs> you, you, there is, there's is the idea of, of earning to give too. Like there's, mm. there is, uh, there's logic behind someone, you know, doing some great work, inventing something to make a lot of money, so that they can give. Right? Mm-hmm, there's, mm-hmm. there's that's an idea too. You don't want to just have a, a a low paying job and give half your salary. You want a huge paying job and give eighty yeah. percent of your salary. Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: I
3: was joke. I was listening to uh uh Sam, uh, Sam Harris's uh, podcast. I I listen to that regularly. And he recently had, and I can't remember the guy's last name, but it's uh, Sam something. And he's uh, uh, the youngest, I think he's 29. Uh, he's a multi-billionaire. Um, and he made his money in cryptocurrency. But uh, his objective right from graduation um, was to earn enough money to give it all away. And that's what he's been doing. And it's a, if you have a chance to check out some of Sam's uh, uh, podcasts. Um, it was uh, cryptocurrency. It was just a couple of weeks ago. Um, but this, and I wish I could remember his name. But uh, yeah, um, a very, very good talk about uh, what it is to earn to give. Just
2: like right. we we're talking about. you know, that. speaking of cryptocurrency, it reminded me like if we did get relig- rid of religion overnight, it's going to be a huge power vacuum. And I feel like crypto is going to be the next thing in terms of man made things that that theoretically don't have any value, but we give a lot of value to it's, it seems a prime target to be like, Oh, and, and here's our new thing. It's like all praise doge coin. Um, guys, we're getting close to the end. So how about we get final words from everybody? Sure. And if you'd like to also share your new year's resolutions, um, go on ahead. Mine would be, you know, you got more than the money to give blood and your time. And if there's a shelter in need, dog shelter, animal shelter, See if you can't coordinate some time to go over there. You would actually find it a very enjoyable experience. The dogs would love you absolutely will. And I found it to be a really nice way to
3: get in a lot of steps and it fits into my weight loss goals for this year as well. Uh, Dred. Hey, well, I've got, uh, I'm planning on losing 20 more pounds. So that's, that's my resolution. Hopefully I can do that in a month or month and a half. A couple more. I'm heading up uh, to the ranch again on the ninth for another 10 day rotation. And apparently this is a gig that's probably going to go on for at least a year, maybe two years. So, wow. Um, Yeah. I'm looking forward to summer and spring and, you know, the non-winter seasons Hmm. um, because minus 38 is it's tough.
2: (laughs) Okay. John Richards, some news resolutions and final thoughts on the show.
6: Yeah, sure. Well, You'll be pleased to hear that here in the UK, some of the religions are fizzling out painlessly. And if you want, you can buy a church. And I know several that have been sold. And one is now an eye hospital, which is a far better use. Some wow. of them have been, some have been turned into schools and, and such. like. My daughter goes to a, a school that was formerly a convent. Not mm. anymore. Very yeah, so, so it is happening in uh, some parts of Europe.
1: Larry, uh, New Year's resolutions, final thoughts, and then we'll go into plugs. I don't have any. I've, I, I've made a resolution several years ago not to make any more resolutions. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. And you're doing yeah. well. I'm doing hey, well. Hey, listen,
2: did yeah. you finish yeah. Resident Evil in VR? Did you finish that game? Did you no. actually go to. No, okay. I've, I've okay. only started. Uh, uh. Okay. I hope you make it to the end of Half Life Alex. I, I got spoilers for you otherwise. Oh, but yeah, oh I, I definitely it, will. It's
5: worth Can I ask time. a quick question before we leave? How, oh, how we're doing, doing some plugs. How is George Brown doing?
1: Oh, he's doing well. we'll,
5: well. we'll Yeah,
2: we'll inform you after the end of the show. Uh, Plugs will be Dread Pirate first. What's going on?
3: Okay, uh, you can find my stuff at uh, Mind Pirate, M-I-N-D-P-Y-R-A-T-E. That's my YouTube channel. I now have 100 subscribers. Thank you very much, everyone. Um, But now I found out that uh, I have to wait until uh, YouTube invites me to customize my channel. I don't Uh, just get to do it, so no. Check your junk email filter, that's all. Oh yeah, well there you go, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's where you can find me. I do this, uh, I stream this when I'm on, uh, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So Mm -hmm. come check it out.
2: All that's automatic, by the way. There's no guy at YouTube who just pushes a button every single time somebody gets (laughs) 100 subscribers. It's in your email (laughs) inbox, I guarantee it. John Richards, anything you'd like to plug?
6: Well, I've, I've remembered that I actually wrote a book, too. Doink. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. I've, I've, kept, I've kept quiet about this, but uh, it's the second book that I've written on the theme of religion. Oh, wait a second. Show you the names
2: of who wrote that book?
6: Well, the, the <laughs> I names. saw a lot of names on there. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, the author is my pseudonym, Elliot George.
3: Ah. There's another George? The oh. Was it The Dreadful it, Consequences of Thinking Like a Theist? Also, yeah. why is your pseudonym
2: just another? Yeah, you know, it's an Anglican name. Like at the end of the day, it's not like any. It's not like you named yourself Thunderstick, <laughs> Thunderhammer. It's like oh, it's 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 Pete, Brian. It's it's like you put two first names as your. All right, I'm, gonna, you, I'm really gonna you, freak out right now.
6: You, you may have heard of George Eliot, which is the pseudonym of a woman called Mary Evans, and yeah. she wrote a book but couldn't get it published because she was female. This is, you know, a couple of hundred uh, years ago. Tip of the hat. Okay. So yes. what I've done is I've taken George Eliot and switched it around. Yeah. Mm. So it's a transparent pseudonym. But, but Your
2: look, actual name is two first names too. Just saying.
6: Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. Right. The, the, the forward. I don't know if you can see that. The forward no, is by find. Alex O'Connor, Cosmic Skeptic. Oh,
3: okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. Cool. Wonderful. He
6: wrote a long forward really for cool. me. Cool. But well I really done. want to plug. I really want to plug dot city slash kickstarter because we've got this kickstarter running and we've recently dropped yesterday in fact we dropped that's a new word for launched or released uh a song by richard dawkins that and, was yeah, awesome oh, awesome thank song you, yes yeah thank, uh, thank you for your comment uh, yes, Dred, I saw
3: absolutely it. It, Yes, I shared it. I shared it through the Pastafarian Network. So, brilliant. The Noodle Network. The Noodle Network. Noodle.
6: Yeah. <laughs> please, please share. He wrote the lyrics, and my colleague in Australia wrote the music, and I made the video. Yeah. So, very yeah, well done. Very well you. done.
2: Thank Larry, you. anything you'd like to plug before we head out? Go for it.
1: Well, uh, if you just say it. If you want to watch my YouTube channel, I have a lot of resources on there, Atheism Resources. Uh search for Daughter Five or Larry Rhodes. Uh, I do have a book on um Amazon as well. And congratulations, John, on getting your book out. That's great. Excellent.
6: Uh, that was 2017, a yeah. long time ago. Yeah.
1: Oh. My uh, my book is called Atheism, what's it all what's it all about. And uh you can find that on Amazon. Um, if you have any questions for this show, you can send them to askanatheist at knoxvilleatheist.org or let's chat se at gmail.com and we'll answer them on future shows. Um, thank you for joining us on Digital Freethought Radio Hour. Remember, you can find this show on Apple, iTunes, Pocket Amazon, podcasts everywhere, really. Uh, just search for Digital Freethought Radio Hour. And if you're watching this show on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. Remember, everybody is going to somebody else's hell. The time to worry about it is when they prove that heavens and hells and souls are real. Until then, don't sweat it. Enjoy your life, and we'll see you next week. Say bye, everybody.
3: Bye. bye.
1: Robin.